All right, good evening, church. Hope everybody had a blessed day today. Let's just stand up and get into a moment of worship. the God who was, we worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea, my God, he holds a victory, yeah. Destroy in the house of the Lord, destroy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. Oh, we'll shout out your praise joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely in this place And we won't be quiet Oh, we'll shout out your praise We sing to the God who heals We sing to the God who saves Sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up from that cross, then he rose up from that grave. My God still rolls away. Yeah. Destroy the house of the Lord. Destroy the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Oh, we'll shout out your praise. Destroy Yeah. 
him tonight, we say, and I will rest in your promises, my confidence is your faithfulness, and I will rest, come on, in your, in your promises, my confidence is your faithfulness, come on, sing it again.
take a moment, just give him praise and give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. We surrender all to you. Render it all to you, Lord. Take full control of who we are. Direct our paths, Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Direct our path. We claim that over our lives. We give you full control of it, Lord. And we give that of tonight, Lord. Take our hearts, Lord. Take our hearts tonight, Lord. May be receptive, Lord, to your word here tonight, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, why don't we give him a praise offering tonight, amen? Thank you, Lord. I want to welcome you, church, and while you're standing, why don't you just welcome one another? Just take a quick minute just to welcome one another, amen. Amen. Ooh, what a wonderful time of worship tonight, my brother. Amen. Y'all spilling too much tea. Well, church, just before we get started, we just, um, what the Lord is doing in our lives, what, thank you so much for that amazing time of worship with us, church, uh, uh, just as we get uh, our, our services just started, we just kind of want to go over a couple of things. This coming weekend is such an amazing and busy weekend for our ministry. Uh, but I do want to start off with a little bit of bad news. Uh, I know it's off the bat. We lose an hour of sleep this weekend. And uh, I don't know who's yelling woo-hoo, but uh, you're not the crowd favorite right now. Security, we got a lady in the front. Celebrating that we lose an hour of sleep, but uh, we just want to remind you, for those of you that um, this reminder that services are still at 9 and 11, despite the fact that you're losing an hour of sleep, we're still going to be here at 9 and 11, most of us will be on time, Uh, uh, some of you will be late, some will be really, really early, (laughs) but that always happens when the time changes, okay? But I just want to remind you of that bad, bad news, okay? Men's, uh, men's breakfast is going to be this Saturday as well, okay? And so, guys, uh, it's time for fellowship uh, this March 12th. It will be from 7 to 10 here at the church. So, guys, it's time to get together. And I want to encourage you, fellas, invite a buddy or two. It's just as easy to invite them to men's breakfast than it is to the Super Bowl party or to a football game or to anything else going on because it's a time of fellowship. Amen? And you can celebrate that. Come on, guys. Young people, where you at? Young people, all right. I know it's called the men's breakfast, but it's the guys' breakfast too. All right, so young people, we want to see you there as well. And we're excited to have you guys there. So men's breakfast this Saturday from 7 to 10. Uh, and then that's the night that we lose an hour of sleep on Saturday night. So don't forget that exactly, my sentiments exactly. And March the 13th is this Sunday, 
And uh, don't forget that Sunday is uh, Child Dedication Sunday. So if you have not yet dedicated your child unto the Lord, um, some may call it baptism. If you haven't baptized your child, we, we dedicate. We don't baptize a child here. We dedicate a child to the Lord. Uh, we invite you to do that. If you have not done that yet, uh, we invite you to at least explore that. And if you have questions about that, talk to any one of us, one of your pastors. We're more than happy to help. And if you need help signing up for any of these or you need help or need more information on any of this, these topics, don't forget our information booth is right in front of the baptistry. And so you can always speak to Sister Tressa. She's out there willing to help you guys all the time, ready to help with even downloading apps, uh, registering uh, for events online, uh, and so on and so forth. Very important that you guys remind, uh, that we remind, remi- remix. Remember, all right, March the 18th is the Youth Fundraising Banquet, all right? And so they have prepared an awesome feast for us. The youth have prepared. They've been working really, really hard. I really hope that you guys will will, will support their effort in getting them to, to International Youth Convention in San Antonio in July. Um, tickets are $20.00. Per person, but there is also a discounted fee if you want to buy it for an entire table of eight. Uh, Brother David Sanchez is the guy running around taking pictures on Wednesday night here tonight. He's also over there kind of raising up uh, the camera. Please talk to him or the info booth for more information on how to register to get that done. We would love for you to participate, and please, please, please support the youth in that effort. Um, we would love to see it just a, a, a Awesome turnout on March the 18th for that. Of course, there's going to be some worship time, some beautiful, some awesome, awesome, awesome testimonies. What the Lord has done through the youth ministry throughout the years. It's not just what he's done in the last few months, which is an amazing thing what the Lord is doing there. But kind of the, the evol- how the youth ministry is evolving and what the Lord is doing in that ministry. So we want you to be a part of that. So please, please consider supporting the youth ministry in that. All right, and all of this, of course, is impossible without your faithfulness. And if you haven't done that yet, please uh, don't forget our tithing boxes. And if you want to be a part of the everyday life here at New Beginnings, our tithing boxes are at every entryway here into the sanctuary. And then you can also give electronically through our app, our website, uh, or text uh, option as well. All of those are up on the screen for you to, to take note of, okay? If any questions with that, also our info booth right in front of the baptistry is always willing and able to help you. All right, now tonight we start a new sermon series. How many of you guys really enjoyed that sermon series in the beginning was the Word? Wasn't that amazing? Right, deep dive into the Word really, really helped us with that. Um, Tonight, Pastor Richard will be starting a new sermon series. Pastor Richard, why don't you come and speak to your people, my brother? Why don't we welcome to Pastor Richard to the pulpit tonight? It's a joy to be back in the pulpit, and uh, I want you to know that past Brother uh, Reverend uh, Professor uh, Anthony Griego did an amazing job, and if you don't know, he teaches here every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, so he has a class in room 106, that's the room with the big windows, uh, he's there every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. 
and he would ha- love to have you join him. But uh, as I kick off this series, I'm calling it Living Without Regrets. I do a lot of funerals, and I'm with people that are getting near their death. And a lot of times they tell me, I really regret that I didn't do this. I really regret that I didn't do that. Yeah, by the way, young people, all the 6th grade to 12th grade, be dismissed right now to the youth room. If you're from the 6th to the 12th grade, I really hope that you join them. They do an amazing work and have an amazing time. Young people, we love you guys. They're today's church, but they're tomorrow's leaders. Amen. So a lot of people have regret. They regret that they didn't do this, or they regret that they did do this. We wish we would have done things different. Uh, Tim McGraw does this old school song now. It has probably been 10 years ago or so. Uh, But it was Live Like You Were uh, Dying. And that song was really like, wow, man. It's like, wake up. Because you know what? We all are dying. Every day, we're one day closer to death. We're getting there. Some of us are getting there faster than others. And, and we've got to understand that death comes to all ages. It comes from children in the womb all the way up to 100 plus years old. But a lot of young people pass away. And it's time that we really think about what we're doing. It's time that we think about how are we living our life? How are we spending our life? What are we doing with it? So today, I want to talk about making the most of your day. Every single day, every single moment. And we're going to be looking at one scripture tonight, and we're going to dissect that just one scripture. And it's found in the book of the Psalms, verse nine, uh, chapter 90, verse 12. And it says, teach me to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Lord Jesus, I pray that we grab a hold of what you want to really communicate to us so that, Lord, we can really make the best out of every moment, the best we can out of every moment in life. And God, I just pray your anointing and blessing over all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. For all of you at home or wherever you might be watching online, we love you. We're praying for you. We had someone the other day from right outside of the Ukraine and someone from Ukraine that was watching. I want you to know we love you all and we're praying for you in the Ukraine. We're praying for those in Russia because there's a lot of Christians in Russia that planted the churches in Ukraine. And now their two countries are fighting. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, be with all those in the Ukraine. Protect them. Shield them. There's many pastors that have not left the country. They're supplying food and shelter and comfort to not only the community, but even to soldiers. And I pray blessing in Christ's name. Amen. So, guys, people are dying every day. We don't have a war like they do in the Ukraine, but we have a war in this city. People are dying every day. People are dying from gang violence. People are dying from just violent crimes, stabbed, shot, and all kinds of stuff. 
But people are also dying because of COVID, and some are dying because of old age, and some are dying because they don't live right, and some are dying because of suicide, and some are dying because they're making bad decisions in their life. And I'm hoping that we'll make the most out of every day, that we live every day for the glory of God. We live every day to really bring him glory and praise. That people will look at our life and go, oh my goodness gracious, that person, that man, that woman knows how to live their life right before the presence of God. In the book of Psalms 90 verse 12, the very first words right there are teach us. And I want to say we need to ponder our life. You need to ponder your life. Teach us, Lord. Examine me. That's saying let me reflect, let me think about. When he's saying, teach me and teach us, he's saying, God, I really want to learn. I want to be able to take in life. I want to be able to understand life. I really want to be able to grab a hold of it and really understand how great this is. Look at inflation. Gasoline is over $4 a gallon now. That's scary. Because if you have a 22-gallon tank, it's going to take you $88 to fill it. That's scary. Some people say that we're going to hit a real bad, not only inflation, but there's going to be a real loss of, of value in a house. You could say, oh, I'm so happy we're living in a house worth $220,000. And then you'll be in the very same house and you're saying, we're living, we downsized. It's only worth 120000 now. It's scary. Things are happening. Cars. There's a shortage of cars right now. Did you know that a ship with 4,000 cars sank the other day? I'm like, oh my gosh, as it is, we don't have any cars. And 4,000 of them went down the drain or the bottom of the sea. All I know is they didn't deliver them. I was sharing that with someone in the office, and they go, tell me where it is, man. I'll go dive for a car. (laughs) But hear me. We really need to reflect. We really need to ponder our life. We need to take a good look at our life and say, has it increased or has it depreciated? Has our life gained value or has it lost value? How are you living your life? What are you doing with your life? How are you living it out? We need to understand that, that it's really falling apart because people focus on living longer, but they don't focus on living better. And they're, they're, they're all messed up. They're all messed up. Haven't you ever made dumb decisions? Of course you have. Because I know I have. Everyone has, for all have sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God. But God's free gift is life through Jesus Christ. And he gives us that life and he makes that life available. Man, Jesus understood the brevity of life. Have you ever thought about that? He only lived 33 years. And in 33 years, he accomplished the changing of an entire world. And he really just had three and a half years to disciple the ones that were going to do the work that he had prepared them for. 
Can you imagine he poured into his life, poured it out into them for three and a half years, and the disciples went out and they tra- You and I are here today, Christians today, because of the disciples. Peter's first sermon there in Jerusalem. You, on, you and I were a product of that. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus poured out. He knew that life was brief. He knew that life was short. Do you understand that? We have to take responsibility for our lives. And we don't like to do that. Some of us like to blame it on somebody else and blame it on on this. And, well, I'm like this because of you. And somebody said the other day, thank goodness gracious there's bad luck. Because that way I could blame my irresponsibility on something else. (laughs) Man, we make bad decisions. And then we say really dumb things. We, We do dumb things. We make bad decisions and that hurt people. And, and, and we destroy communities, we destroy churches, we destroy the club or organization we're with, the company we work for. It's, it's a shame the things that take place. We need to understand that we've been given this short time. Chuck Swindoll writes in one of his books about the pretend game. He said, let's pretend that the bank is going to give you 86,400 pennies a day. And you have to use all 86,400 pennies. And you can't carry it over to the next day. And you have to use it all up. And you can't hold anything back. And he goes, now let's play the real game. The get serious game. He says, God has given you 86,400 seconds in a day. We can't carry any of those seconds over to the next day. So in one year, we get 315,360 seconds. That's 365 days. What are you accomplishing in that time span? How are you using your time? Because if you're just wasting it and you're there thinking, well, I get more tomorrow, I get more tomorrow, what if tomorrow doesn't come? And what if you're not using what you get properly? And all of a sudden you say, man, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I should have done this instead. Oh, my goodness gracious. How many times have you said the woulda, shoulda, coulda? How many times have you thrown that in your own face, you let alone someone else's? Because we know that we're not really taking a good look at our life. We're not pondering our life. He says, teach us. Lord, help me so I might learn. Teach me so that I might get it. Help me that I might be able to grow from it. And not only does he say teach us, in that verse right there, again in Psalm 90, verse 12, he says, Teach us to realize. 
Just stop on those two words, to realize. This is to really perceive your life, to really take a good look at your life, to really understand your life, to realize the gifting and talents that God has given you, to realize the audience he has given you to minister to, the people he's put in front of you to mentor, teach, guide, and help. Do you even understand that? Do you understand the talent you have? Do you understand the the gifting he's given you? Man, we meet people all the time and we go, oh my goodness gracious, that's incredible. You are really a genius. But they've wasted away their life because they have thrown that gift or that talent away and haven't done anything with it because they didn't perceive their life for what God meant it to be. He goes, I want you to realize I don't want to just teach you, but I want you to realize. I want you to get it. I want you to grab a hold of it. I want you to understand it. I want you to realize how brief life is. I want you to realize that you just have a limited time. Do you know that? And if you do, what are you doing with the time you've got? How are you using it? How are you ministering to your family? Who are you mentoring and who are you discipling and who are you teaching? Who are you guiding along? Sometimes you see people at church and you go, oh man, I I remember when I was that dumb. Well, don't go up and say, you know, I remember when I was dumb like you. But instead you say, hey, you know what? I remember when I used to go through this. These are some things I learned. And you can help somebody. You can minister to them. You see some moms sometimes. They've got two kids or three kids and they're going crazy and you've already been there and you've got your sanity back because your kids are now adults. Go and help that poor, poor young lady. Say, hey, let me tell you what I learned. When they get to be about 13, put them in a box with a hole in it. When they turn 16, plug the hole. <laughs> You can help them and guide them and instruct them and and teach them ways to minister to them, to help them. Life is brief. It's slipping away. Remember that song? There was a bunch of songs back in the 70s. Slip sliding away. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Now some of you all getting that. Oh, man, let's go in the car. Get those minds out of there. Yeah, what's wrong with you? But you know what? Those songs are true. Time is slipping away. What are you doing with time? Man, my son introduced me to TikTok. No wonder they call it TikTok. Time is slipping away. Tick tock, tick tock. So I'm learning all kinds of new recipes and I'm trying out on my wife. How do you like this one? She goes, oh, that's delicious. The other day I made something. She goes, oh my gosh, Richard, that was amazing. I go, tick tock. (laughs) I really mean it. But you know what? One day I was on tick tock so long, you know what it told me? It is time to go to bed or get up and walk. Just get away from here. I thought, man, you know what it was telling me? 
Oye, tonto. Hey, dummy. You're spending too much time here. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. It's even warning me. Do something important. Do you get it? Have you come to realize? Have you come to perceive your life and realize, oh my gosh, I'm 40. Oh my gosh. Remember when you turned 30? Oh my gosh, I'm 30. Remember when you turned 21? Orale, yeah, you. You wasted a bunch of years in your 21. When you get 50, oh, it's the end of the world. No, it's not. I reached 60. Wow. I found out 60 is the new 35. <laughs> but guess what? I realize now I don't have a whole lot of time left. I don't know how long I'm going to live. I'm, I might live another 20 years or 25 years. I, I don't know. Some people say, oh, I hope you live to be 100. Well, I hope I do if I'm healthy. Otherwise, I don't want to be just this blob sitting there. <laughs> That's why I'm trying, to, I'm trying to use my time wisely. I'm trying to invest in the people. I'm trying to make a dent in their life so that when I die, they go, man, that Pastor Richard, you know what? He, he taught me some things. He helped me with some things. Man, we got to understand We either spend our life, waste our life, or we invest our life. Quit just spending your life on nothing. Walking through life, just spending it here and there, just living, 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 but you haven't accomplished anything. And some of you have just wasted your life. You've already given up. You're only 40 and you already gave up. You're only 50. Oh, just forget it. Oh, grow up and Live! Live! You gotta learn to live! Man, what are you doing with your life? Who are you mentoring? Who are the people that you're investing in? Who are the people that you're helping? When it comes to your time to die, and you take your last breath, Make sure that the only thing you really have left to do is die. Don't sit there right at your close to your death and go, oh, man, I still didn't do this and 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 this. What's your bucket list look like? Is it just, I want to do crazy, I want to skydive, yeah. Well, that's fine, but how is that going to change anyone's life? I guess it will if you forget to pull the cord. <laughs> Pastor Richard taught me, pull the cord! I don't know. What is your real gifted, real for real bucket list look like? What are the things you truly want to accomplish? Perceive your life, realize your life. He says, teach us and realize. Teach us to realize. I've got to realize the brevity of life. I really have to get it. And then he says, 
in the same verse, we're in Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us to realize, and he says, the brevity of life. In other words, the shortness of life. Prize your life. In other words, you know what? Add some value to your life and prize it and go, man, you know what? My life has worth. I, I, I really want to be able to invest my life. My life is a prize that I can share with everyone. God has given me life and he's given me a brain. Let me help people learn how to use theirs as well. And you can learn from the negative and the positive. Look, I don't have to hit my hand with a, with a hammer to know it hurts. So just because you've never been a drug addict or an alcoholic, you can still teach someone that was one how to not make those decisions. Don't say, well, I've never been one. I can't understand your life. Yeah, you can. You've done stupid things too. I just got into alcohol. You got into other stuff. You got into sleeping around with men all over the place. Sleeping around with women all over the place. Gambling, whatever you got into. Or whatever got into you. But see, we've got to teach. We have to help them understand. We have to help them reach their goal. Man, we need to live our life and be grateful. I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus. When you wake up in the morning, thank you, Jesus, I'm alive. I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Instead of, oh, I'm alive. Oh, the stupid life, I can't stand this life. I wish I wasn't here. Man, and then you go find a bunch of complainers, right? You go, you, know, you go to work, and if you're all happy, what do they say? What are you all happy about? Oh, there's old happy Charlie. There's happy Susie. Man, you ought to be happy that they call you happy. They walk in all, gotta work. Thank God you have a job. All these responsibilities because I'm the supervisor. Oh my gosh, you got a promotion and you complain, 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 complain. Oh my gosh. The Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. But instead we're like, ah, he made another day. Here it is. It's already March and we had snow yesterday. I don't know about you. I walked out like the cars were dusted with snow. I go, that's weird. <laughs> Yesterday was 80 degrees. It's been, it's like, oh, I forgot I live in New Mexico. Wait 20 minutes, it'll change. But complain, 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 complain. Man, we gotta realize the brevity of life. Life is too short to go through all unhappy and grumpy and griping about everything. Snap out of it. Snap out. Enjoy life. If, if you don't snap, you'll crackle and pop. Oh, I just thought I'd work that in. Snap, crackle, and pop. Okay. But that's the truth. You'd be joyful. Be joyful. But sure to be joyful about you're alive. 
my life stinks. Well, then take a shower, change clothes, and, and get rid of that stinky attitude and change. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, then get back in and get on the right side of the bed. I got an attitude problem today. Well, we have an attitude adjuster. Orale. Wakatela. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with us. He's saying right there, understand the brevity of life. Understand life is short. Life is a prize. It's a gift that God has given you. Quit wasting your life. What are you going to do when you stand before God? I hate you. You gave me a crummy life. Oh, I gave my son my life, a, a beautiful life, and they murdered him. He died so that you would make it here. You trusted. I never said you were going to have an easy life. He said, in this world, John sixteen thirty three. in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. See, we don't even have a clue what trials and tribulations are. I, I just... I don't feel that good. That's a trial. It is. It's a tribulation. But man, my husband walked out on me and the kids. That's a trial and a tribulation. My wife left me for another man. That's a trial and a tribulation. I just found out I just have three months to live. That's a trial and a tribulation. See, trials and tribulations could be little or big, but for that person, it's, it's their problem, so it's big. See, and we judge like, well, that's nothing. You ought to see what I've gone through. Well, guess what? They're going through that, and it's overwhelming for them. So pray for them, encourage them. But you've got to snap out, and you've got to realize if God be for me, nothing could be against me. He's going to take me through this, and I'm going to be a testimony for the world because they're going to go, I don't even know how you made it. I don't even know how you've gone through all you've gone through, and you still have an amazing disposition. I don't understand that you're going to say, you know why? Because I pondered my life, I perceived my life, and I've prized my life, because I know that it might be short, but I'm going to use it for the glory of God. See, you're putting your priorities straight. You're guiding yourself by the Spirit of God. You're letting Him lead you. You're letting Him guide you. You're letting Him instruct you. You're letting Him show you the way. You've got to ask Him to help you. You've got to help Him to minister to you. And then it goes to the very next point. Let's go back to Psalm 90, verse 12. He goes, so teach us to realize the brevity of life so that you may grow. He wants you to grow. So you've got to be able to really pray in your life. Prayer is watering your life. Pray, 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 pray. The reason I always say pray, 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 pray is, you know what? You know what gets you through life? Pray, 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 pray. I don't want to talk to God. He's the one with the answers. He's the one that created you. So say, God, if you know who I am, and you know how messed up I am in the head, would you clear it up and give me the way? Lead me, guide me, instruct me? That's why he said in Psalm chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. 
You know what? A lot of times God says, just do this. If you do that, it'll eliminate a lot of your problems. Oh, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. I, I, if I have to do that, just forget it. <laughs> well, then stay in the mess you want. I am. I'm going to stay in the mess. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Pray. Pray, 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 pray. Ask him for his blessing. God, I need your blessing. I need you to speak into my life. I need your help, Lord. I need your help. I'm confessing to you. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get through this. This is overwhelming. This is too much for me, God. You said you'd never give me more than I could handle. Where does he say that? That's not even a scripture in the Bible. The Bible says he'll always offer you a way of escape. So he always offers us a way out, but he never says, I'm not going to give you more than you can handle. He's going to give you what he will strengthen you through if you ask him. Jesus said, I don't want to die. I really don't want to die. Lord, I don't let this cup pass from me. Lord, please, I don't want to die. These people are idiots. Lord, have you met the people from the 505? (laughs) Have you met the people from the 575? We got two now. 505, so all the 505ers, we blame all the 575ers. And the 575ers blame the 505ers. But you know what? If you've been here a long time, we're 505ers. That's who we are. And Jesus is going, I got to die for them? I'm locals. They're crazy. And you know what the Lord said? But son, that's the only way they could get here. That's the only way they could get here. I want to make them and I want I want to adopt them as my sons and daughters. But you gotta go to the cross, son. I, I don't want to do this, but son, do it. And the Lord said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but your will be done. And guess what? He went to the cross. But he asked for God's help. And God strengthened him and he and he glorified God even in his death. We need help. And we don't call out for help. We've got to ask for help. Some people say, I don't need your help. I don't need nobody's help. You know what? What has he done for me? I'm the one that works hard all day. I'm the one that does everything. God, 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 thank God. Thank him for what? First of all, that you're alive. That he's putting up with your sorry attitude. (laughs) That he doesn't zap you right there. That he goes, mira, look what I can do to you. You go, what happened to that dog? Dog on. He showed you what he could do. We need to learn how to celebrate life. We need to learn how to enjoy life. God wants to show us he loves us. He's constantly reaching out to us. We need to pray, 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 pray. 
We need to say, God, I want to grow. And the last thing we need to do is prioritize our life. He goes, teach us, we're in Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that I may grow and to grow in wisdom. I need wisdom, God, because I've done some really dumb things in life. I have really done some dumb things in life. Man, Jesus spent a lot of time on what was important. And you know what that was? People. You know what? A lot of times we're spending time on the urgent instead of the important. And you know what? A lot of times the urgent isn't even important. And we need to invest our time in, in people and in things that are going to live beyond us. So that when you die, when I die, we've left the footprint that will never be erased. That people will say, I'm different because that man walked through my heart and left his footprints. I'm different because that woman walked through my heart and left footprints that will never, ever be erased. God, help us. God, guide us. God, let us use our day wisely. 86,400 seconds a day. Use them for God's glory. Use them to invest in the people's life. You know, there's a gentleman here tonight from Prison Fellowship. He's the director of Mr. Hall. And you know what? He's dedicated himself to provide change and transformation for men and women that are incarcerated so that they can come out and make a difference. We have a whole church filled with people that have been transformed. Some that have never gone to jail, never been arrested, never went to prison, but you know what? If they found out what they did, they should have. I really mean that. Some of us have got away with stuff. And others, they're like, God was me the first time. Guess what? It was your time. But he's investing in transformation. He's changing lives. They started a seminary in the prison in Hobbs. And they're now starting them all over the the, the prisons in New Mexico. Our very own Renee Chavez Mayas is involved in a ministry now where they're changing lives, transforming lives. She wasn't even supposed to go back in the prison for seven years. She's only been out three and they are begging her to go now. And they've given her clearance to go, no, 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 we want you here. And not to stay. They want her there to teach. She'll get to come home at the end of the day. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the glory of God. How he's transformed lives that have come to realize. My time's short. I 
it doesn't matter now what I wasted. Because you know what? It's over. It's gone. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? What are you going to do with the other 86,400 seconds that he's given you tomorrow? What are you going to do with your life? Are you going to sit there and grumble and complain? Or are you going to say, you know what, God? I don't know why I had all this horrible stuff that's happened in my life. But God, I'm going to look for you. 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 I told you the story about the little boy they put in a room. He was real positive, always positive, always positive. They put him in a room filled with horsemen. And they looked at him and said, how's he going to react to this? A big pile of horsemen were. And they watched through the window, and guess what he was doing? He was there digging and digging and digging. And they go, what are you doing? He goes, with all this manure, there's bound to be a pony under there someplace. He knew that there was something promising under all the garbage. Do you know what your life is worth? It might be under a big pile of manure, but I'm here to tell you, God wants to raise you up, and he wants you to grow in wisdom and transform your life to make the most of your day. Some of you keep resisting God. You're like, ah, except the Lord, except the Lord, here it comes. Pastor Drew say, if anyone has to give their life to Jesus, if they want to do it now, Not too long ago, the lady goes, Pastor, this is my brother. He just got out of prison. He's actually three years ago. I had just walked in the back of the church. The worship team had already started. And she goes, this is my brother. He just got out of prison yesterday. And he said, the first place I want to go is the church where you guys have been praying for. And I met him, and I go, brother, do you know Jesus? He goes, no. And I go, right here, right now, man. You want to give your life to Jesus? And he goes, yes. The music was playing. People were worshiping. They didn't have a clue what was going on in the very last pew. And he accepted the Lord. And his sister called me the next morning and said, my brother died of a heart attack. But he had Jesus. Yeah. Hear me. We need to understand the brevity of life. Oh, that God would transform your heart. So if you really don't know Jesus, I, I want to make sure you have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus, to receive him as your savior and trust him with your life. If you've never made that decision and you want to do that tonight, raise your hand. Say, that's me, pastor. I've never made that decision then I'm going to say praise God I didn't see any hands so let's pray would you pray with me would you stand to your feet if you want to rededicate your life and say God I've been wasting a lot of my life some of you are too proud to come to the altar you don't have to come to the altar but this is where that short walk is a hard walk but once you're here you're like oh thank you Lord it's a different altar here than it is in your pew or your chair. But you don't have to come up, but I just want to invite you. I want to invite you to get real with God tonight and say, God, I've been wasting my life and I don't want to waste it anymore. 
I want to make it count. So, Lord, minister to us. Speak to us. I pray in the name of Jesus. The song is a prayer. You can have it all, Lord. Take my life, everything. Take it all. Because, Lord, I'm going to surrender it to you. Sing it with us. Make your way up. Every part of my world Take this life and breathe on This heart that is now yours You can have it all, Every part of my world Take this life And take this life and breathe on This heart that is now yours Oh, the joy I
Thank you, Lord. God, we're giving it all. We're starting with our hearts, our emotions, our feelings that are sometimes so confused and so convoluted. God, renew and heal our broken hearts. Father, we give you our minds. Father, where we think and we sometimes have some very destructive thoughts. Father, we pray that you take every vain imagination captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ and set us free. We pray over our spirit man within us, the spirit of the living God that wants to revive us. Father, breathe into our nostrils like you did in Adam and you brought life, Ruach, the breath of life. Father, I pray that that move supernaturally through us. Father, whatever we've been going through, now, now it's your problem, God. We're giving it to you. Father, whatever we've been facing, thank you that you're our shield and our fortress because we're hiding in you. We're saying, Lord Jesus, can you answer the door because the devil keeps coming and beating us up. Can you run him off? Would you set us free? We thank you, God. We love you. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Love you, church. God bless you. Hey, make sure you mark your calendar because on the 18th, before we have the big banquet, we're going to have food distribution. And I need you to mark your calendar to be here. Greet somebody on the way out and say, I'm glad you made it to church tonight. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.